on the air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Joining me here in my studio in Florida is my cat, Cupcake, who for some reason has decided she's going to talk through this whole thing. Say hello, Cupcake. Okay, thank you. So if you hear whining, that's Cupcake. Um, (laughs) Welcome to my first show of the day. I'm so excited because with me is Amazon bestselling author and USA Today bestselling author and probably New York Times after her new book, Shalini Bolan. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is, we are talking to each other while she is in England and I am in Florida. Uh, she books and music have been her passion forever and she's always written in some shape or form uh, before Before she had kids, she was signed to Universal Music as a singer-songwriter. She says that it seems like lifetimes ago. I would imagine after kids, it certainly does. Right now, she writes and loves to read suspenseful suspenseful thrillers and gripping adventures. I hope that you will welcome me in joining Shalini Boland to the studio. Hi, Shaw. How are you? Hello. What a lovely welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for (laughs) being here. Thank you. Thank oh, you it's lovely. lovely to talk to you. Thank you. So um, I am fascinated by the fact that you are a totally creative person because you also like music and you were a singer-songwriter. Um, and you said that kind of happened a lifetime ago before you had children and no, all. No, I know. Will, like will you tell me a little bit about your singing and songwriting aspirations? Well, sure. I mean, it it does feel like a different person because it was so long ago. It's such a different lifestyle. Um, You're you're out. You're 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 writing. Well, I suppose the songwriting part of it. You're at home. It's similar. You sit and you you're writing, but a lot of it is out on the road, performing, recording, all that side of it. Um, I I got into it accidentally. Somebody wanted a singer on their album and I, I said I could sing and had a go and it sort of led from there really and I joined various bands and sang for a few years and wrote some, wrote some music and then um, I did um, land a development deal with Universal Music uh, which was very exciting. Um, it was uh, their publishing side so it wasn't a record deal as such. It was a, a publishing deal uh, for the writing um, and performing side. And the idea was that we would go on to get a record deal once we'd written our album. It didn't quite work out that way. Um, but it was great fun while I was doing it. I met some really interesting people, got to sing on some exciting stages and record in some cool studios. But, um, yeah, what <clears throat> what happened was my... Uh, my A&R person, artist and repertoire mm-hmm. person, she mm-hmm. went and um, 
she left um, to have a baby and uh, we were put with somebody else and it didn't quite click with the other person. And uh, so what happened was um, it kind of fizzled, fizzled out. Uh, so it was a good few years we did it and it was wonderful. But the, the other thing was after I had my first child, I felt like that lifestyle wasn't so suited to me because I, would, I had to be out and traveling and doing all that kind of thing rather than right. at home. So I, I stopped, and, uh, but I missed the creative side, and that's what got me into the writing books. I did it for pleasure, really, just to fulfill that creative need. Wow. Wow. Um, so did you ever come to the States to play, or were you mostly in no. Europe? No, just in just in the UK, really. Yeah, I never got uh-huh. that far because it was it was mainly the creating of the music rather than I did a bit of performing, but um, it was mainly trying to get an album that was going to get signed. If you if you see what I mean, it was. Um, yes. I don't know if you still do it now, but they 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 developed acts back then, uh, sort of in the just at the turn of uh, when it got to the year to, sort of two thousand two thousand and one that sort of time and they were developing various acts so there were all these people some of them made it through and some of them didn't we we unfortunately didn't but it, but it was great it was a great time of my life it was very good fun oh how wonderful oh how wonderful um so it doesn't surprise me that you're creative musically and that you wanted to write music I, a lot of times you know, we are those people who are creative, which is why I love doing this, um, have have moved into writing from other creative endeavors just to try something different. But since you are used to writing music, I would assume and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, um, you know, you have a limited amount of time and space in which to pen lyrics and music and I'm not sure if you did both but um but I would imagine that that would be like a nice primer for you to begin writing books so that you don't you know you're not overwriting a story you know you have this short amount of time to to do a song so tell me how did you transition and take what you learned in songwriting and turn it into novel writing well a lot of it is emotion. So with a song, you're you're trying to create an emotion, whether it's sadness or up, something upbeat or whatever. And it's the yes. same with um, with novel writing. You want your reader to feel what you put into it. Same as same as songwriting. I mean, it's obviously it's completely different because you're coming up with melodies and lyrics and in a short, you know, a very you know a few lines, and that's it. Sure. You've got to convey a lot, but then you have the music to help you do that as well. Whereas with novel writing, I often feel like um, I'm almost acting when I write. Where if, if I'm writing um, a, a scene, um, you you have to get into the character that you're writing about in order to yes. for that for that character to have some sort of resonance with the reader. You have to so you can find yourself feeling angry if you're writing an angry scene I have to sort of tell my husband look it's not you I'm just <laughs> if I snap it's not you it's uh, it's uh but you it's know, the character, <laughs> <laughs> character. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> with these strange looks and I you know or, or it can make you feel quite raw and, and sad and emotional as well so yeah you do need a, a few breaks in between it I, I guess songwriting isn't as intense as that um but it but it's the same type of thing so you you've chosen to write suspense and thrillers um and you know I was very surprised when I read your background. I would have thought that romantic suspense or something in, in the romance genre would be more <gasps> no. up your alley. But you you really write some killer suspense. As a matter of fact, um, I read The Girl from the Sea, and it was so heart-pounding to me. Uh, it, it was just really grabbed on and wouldn't let go. And, of oh, course, you. you're... Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. It was wonderful. Now, The Secret Mother was released in in UK uh, two years ago, but it's just been been recently released here in the States. And our review team went crazy for that book. They loved it. They oh. they just and obviously your readers do, too. You have thousands of reviews. Are you one who who checks your reviews often or have you learned not to do that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. You learn not to do that. Not to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every review would just hit hit me in the, you know, you'd be like, oh, I, I'd hold my breath every time I saw I had a new review, and I'd read it and analyze it, and and you can't you can't sustain that level of um, terror. <laughs> you you have to kind yeah. of let let it go. You know, everybody gets something different out of a book. You can't you have no control over what people feel about your book and if they love it great if they don't well you can't you know not, not everybody loves everything so right <laughs> right absolutely now you're a pretty prolific writer because you um you had the best friend was in January and you had in November the perfect family and then and you have something new coming out in July um Let's see. March was the girl from the sea. And then what is coming out now in July? There's another book coming out, isn't there? Yes. In July, I've got the the marriage betrayal. The marriage betrayal. Right. How how do you do that? These are these are full size books. We're not not talking novellas here. Books, actually. It's, it's a bit of a cheat, really. The last two books, uh, The Girl from the Sea and The Best Friend, are uh, I released those uh, three years ago as an indie author, and my publisher has re-released them. So they've just ah. given them a new release. So the last new book I wrote was in November. Wow. So I've been writing on average three a year. So That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, but th- this year I'll have two new books coming. No, yeah, two, two new ones this year. So, so it averages between two and three a year. Yeah. Tell me about writing. What is the best part, and what's your least favorite part about writing? The least favorite is my procrastination. Oh my goodness! I just, you know, I can. I can just do anything, clean the cooker, empty cupboards out, take the dog for a walk. And, <laughs> I, I'm just of, and I don't know why. It's some mental block I've got. Because as soon as I sit down, I love it. And I get into it. And I, I, I think a lot of, I know a lot of um, 
supporters get the same thing. It's just making yourself sit down and do it. And I do, I do, every day I do, but I should do it earlier each day. I think, why aren't I doing this now? You know, and then and then and it happens eventually. I think I am a I'm a better writer in the evening than I am in the morning. I I love to write. Yeah. Um oh, yeah. Do your children know what you do and how well known you are in the writing world? Um, they know what I do, but that they don't really um I mean I don't know if I'm that well known, but they're not um they're not really in, bothered about it necessarily they they love that I write and they they do um get excited when I've got a new book coming out for me and they'll you know say oh well done mummy and it's you know they're lovely um and like that but you know they're, they're kids they've got their own thing going on <laughs> right well that's true that's true yeah. <laughs> I'm not so they're, they're, they're they're not impressed right which is yeah. sad but your own kids aren't impressed <laughs> exactly <laughs> Maybe if our music career had taken off, that might have impressed them. I don't know. That might have been. Um, well, let me ask you this: um, Are either of, are, are any of your children creative? Have they inherited that gene? You know, it's funny. My eldest, my my eldest, my son, he's sixteen. He is maths and science all the way. That's wow. That's his thing. Yeah, he's dyslexic as well, so he's not. He doesn't really read. He 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 might listen to the odd audio book. He re, he does actually. That's not fair. He does read. Um, he likes fantasy. Uh, he's got his own thing going on, but he's just so nothing like me creatively. But my daughter just is completely creative. She sings. She acts. She writes. She does poet beautiful poetry. I mean, she just yeah. She's definitely creative. Oh. Oh, how wonderful how wonderful yeah. so like like mother like daughter and that's a nice thing and yeah. um I'm glad that your son is is in the math and sciences because you know I'm one of those girls who never was <laughs> I mean, no I, I'm not I, either yeah 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 you have to you know you're either a right brain or a left brain person and I know which one I definitely am and which one I'm not um let me ask you, who are some of your writing interests, uh, you know, impressions? Who do you like to read and who makes an impression on you when you read? Well, um, it's funny, really, because because I, I write thrillers, mm-hmm. I, I, I've got quite an eclectic taste in authors. So I'll read. I love psychological thrillers, obviously, um, people like Essie Lines. Um, Barbara Barbara Copperthwaite, um, Sarah Denzel, um, who write really dark, gripping, twisty reads. Um, but then I do need a break from that as well, because yes. if you just if you're writing it and you're reading it, it can just make you feel like you're living in some sort of twilight universe. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true. And a bit of historical. I I. I like, yeah, uh, people like Paulina Simmons. Her Bronze Horseman trilogy was incredible. Um, oh, who else? Uh, I mean, I, I like a bit of sci-fi as well, um, young adult fiction. I, I do read yeah, across I the I do board. too. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that too. I think uh, when I've finished reading something really dark and dystopian, I think I have to go get something light. <laughs> 
and yeah. whether it's urban urban fantasy, urban punk, or or contemporary romance, you know, I I yeah. like to change it up a bit. So, um, and mm-hmm. it seems like contemporary romance to me is easier to read because you know it's just the way it's written and it's not tugging on your heart and you're making your chest beat the way thrillers and suspense are so I kind of mix them up and I went through a phase where I was just reading a lot of fantasy too I think that the fantasy written by some women writers this day is some of the best I've ever written. I, I'm read yeah. rather. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. You, you know, send me I, some um, recommendations. Oh, I will. I'll send you some, but uh, your own Naomi Novik is, is amazing. And I would highly recommend her books. Um, Uprooted was one of my favorite books. And then um, Lee, uh, Lee, I don't know. It's um, Six of Crows is her book. I, her last name blanks with me right now, but Six of Six of Crows was just, I think, one of the year's best fantasy books, and Ooh. a little bit of historical too. Yeah, and both of them are Nebula Award winners, so I think you would enjoy them. So well, let me ask money. you. I'm gonna send you an email and tell you, okay, the ones that I've found are fascinating. Um, now. <laughs> One of the things you said in your Amazon bio is that in between writing your books, you go to sc- the school runs and that you're hanging out with endless, endless baskets of laundry. I love that because isn't that like a typical mom thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, well, always. There's just, I don't know where it comes from. I think there's secret people living in my house just right. putting more baskets of laundry for me to do because I, yeah, I, I don't think you can generate that much it's just you your, know. Your, your kids are inviting their friends over to drop exactly. their laundry off because you love it so much right <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Uh, now you wrote a children's world war ii novel with a time twist travel time travel twist why how did that come <laughs> about because um, it was purely a labour of love. My my husband's father was an evacuee during World War Two when he was five, and wow. he had the most awful time, awful, awful, horrific time. And I thought, you know what? This is something for our family. It, I could record it as a, a piece of sort of memorabilia for our for my children to have, to, so that they right. knew, they knew what happened. I, I I've interspersed it with a bit of fantasy where he meets a, a boy from the present day. Um, so you've got the juxtaposition of the present day boy and the boy from World War Two. But the stories within it, all the little tales of the things that happened to him are true. So, um, yeah, it was it was quite emotional listening to him tell me all these stories, but also absolutely hilarious because some of the things he got up to, you just wouldn't believe. It's just... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you also write um, a best-selling young adult series, and um, which books are those, Shalini? So they're, they're um, two different series. One is, uh, well, it's it was written quite a few years ago. It was one of the first books I wrote. It's a po- uh, post-apocalyptic set in uh, the UK uh, about a, a girl whose uh, sister is, killed she lives in what's called a perimeter which is like a sealed off area right. in, in britain and um the story basically follows her traveling across post-apocalyptic britain to track down this killer so it's a it spans three books 
that, that one. And this then is the outside uh, series, yeah. right? Yeah, the outside series. So that was the very first book I wrote, and that's what I wrote it just for my own pleasure. I didn't write it to, to publish it. So it's funny. I eventually did publish it, but um, that was when I was missing my music. I I wrote that, and then uh, my my other series was um, a vampire series. Um, but it's a bit more than that because it's it's very historical as well. So it goes back to Byzantine times, and um, but it it it, it splits. So you've got modern day and historical um, alternate kind of chapters, and then they they sort of merge at the end. These uh, these timelines. That's the Marchwood Vampire series, correct? Yes. Yes, that's right. And so, I love the title of your grandpa's book, A Shirt Full of Frogs. And um, where did that title come from? Uh, because he and his twin brother used to go down to a little pond um, in London, uh, <clears throat> and they would gather. They, they were very poor. They were one of um, uh, eleven children uh, oh living goodness. in a living in a sort of uh, two bedroom uh, flat, uh, two two bedroom flats next to each other, and they used to go down to the pond collect frogs they had nothing to put them in so they put them down their shirt and then they'd come back and sell them to the neighborhood kids and that and, and make money <laughs> what enterprising children yeah that's amazing actually it was toad wow but it didn't make such a good title oh Oh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I said, well, they're going to be frogs. In the story, they're going to be frogs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I hope you didn't tell your kids that when they were young. <laughs> they uh, no. wouldn't get any like, ideas. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone for any. They wouldn't have done that. They're quite um, squeamish, I think, things like that. <laughs> when people ask you, what do you do for a living, what do you tell them? Uh, I write <laughs> simply, yeah. and and you don't say you're an author. Um, I I probably don't actually. I don't know why. Uh, I mean on my Facebook page it says Charlie Boland author because people will type that in, so it's kind of like a search term. But um, but when people when I'm talking to people, I just say I'm a I'm a writer. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you have um, any interest in writing in any other genre? Um, yes, I guess so. I mean, I love what I do at the moment. I love right. I've got so many ideas for psychological thrillers that I want to keep going in that genre. But I would also love to write a historical fantasy at some point, a really big epic. I mean, I did it in the young adult, um, in the young young adult genre. But I'd love to write an adult. Uh, sweeping epic historical fantasy but the thing is it would take I think it would take me a year or two to write the story that I really want to write are you able to write different books at the same time or do you have to concentrate on just one well writing actually writing the book I can only do one at a time but I tend to my process is write one edit it whilst starting writing the next one and plotting the next one. So I can plot, edit and write at the same time, but I can't actually write at the same time, if you see what I mean. Wow. 
It's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I can see you writing uh, an epic historical fantasy. I would like the, I would like to read something like that from you. I'm not a historicals fan except when it comes to fantasy. Uh, give me wizards and dragons and warlords and things yeah. like that. And I'm very, very happy. You, even vampire yeah. stories and all. I love the, that type of thing because then you can alter history however you want. And yeah. um, and bring in you know the other otherworldly characters, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. So what's next on your agenda? So I'm currently plotting out. I've I've just finished writing November's book, um, so that's done. Just needs to be edited, and then I'm currently coming up with ideas for next year's book. So I'm plotting out. I've got about three ideas at the moment. So I will either I'm sort of in talks with my editor at the moment to see which ones are likely to to be written and uh hopefully I'll I can start plotting those out properly in the next So that's an interesting thing to me you have three different ideas how do you decide which one you'll actually start writing Probably the one that's the most fleshed out so some some will be just little ideas little glimmers of ideas but the the full plot hasn't come to me yet whereas mm. there's one or two that are pretty much fully formed with the characters the setting the plot points the twists all that it's all there and the other one I just really need to wait for the for a bit more inspiration do you ever find yourself um having those three you know three story ideas dangling before you and you have you decide to pick one. Do the others ever just fall to the wayside, or do you go back and scoop them back up and try to rebuild them? I've got a lot that have fallen to the wayside. Um, I've probably got about ten plotted out novels written down, so I can go back to them at, at some point. But um, yeah, I, I probably will go back to them. But yeah, there are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot that are just sitting there. Uh, but these are the ones when you say plotted out, do you mean you've written some kind of a storyboard for them, an outline? Yeah, yeah just an outline. So maybe maybe a couple, a page or two of what happens within that those stories. So yeah, there's Interesting. a few. A few like that. Yeah. Interesting to me the way the writer's mind works. Um, I would imagine whatever grabs onto you and won't, won't let go. Are you um are you a a writing snoop. Do you listen to conversations or watch people interact with each other and get ideas for stories? Definitely. Oh my goodness. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, little, little snippets of things will, you know, come to you when you're out and about and, uh, or or even just the way that somebody says something, they could become a character. You know, they, they've got an interesting accent or an interesting look to them. And you think, oh, yeah, he'd make a good such and such character. So, yeah, How you're always, but I think as an author, your, your brain's always on like that. You're always on the lookout. How do you title your characters? Um, I just think of what they look like and, and what, what I think they would be called. I, I I will change names sometimes if I can't write them. Like you can be writing somebody and it's not flowing and then you change their name and suddenly it all makes sense. So they, they have to really? come Yeah, they have to fit their name. How <laughs> or, or interesting. 
even like if you give them a nickname like so you'll shorten their name and that works better you know so yeah fascinating fascinating I never knew that oh I'm so happy that you came to talk to me today on authors on the air Shalini Bolin you are magnificent and I can't wait to see you in September I will be sending you my book list and you can send me yours please tell us where we can find you on the webs and in social media well I'm on uh, Facebook um, Shalini Boland author and I'm Charlene Boland um, on Twitter. I'm Char Boland on Instagram. And I'm www.charlenyboland.co.uk, my website. But I haven't updated it for a while. I need to do that. That'll be my next job. Oh, there you go. I I think I'm on your blog spot. Uh... Some new, some something, oh, some notes. notes. Yeah, it was a while ago. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm on right now, looking at that. So go update your website, girlfriend. <laughs> Shaw, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been an absolute delight to speak to you. And please come back. You know something? I'm gonna say the same thing to you as I say to most of my favorite people. Why don't you pick a writer that you like and come on and, and take the, a turn behind the microphone and be the guest host? <gasps> That's quite scary, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You'd be wonderful. You, Thank you. You have, you you have so presence. You're, you're used to an audience. This should not scare you at all. <laughs> and very best of luck to you with all the, the book releases. And I'm going to look forward to talking to you soon again, okay? Thank you so much, Pam. It's been gorgeous to talk to you. Really oh, lovely. It's been delightful to speak to you too. And listeners, thank you for being with me. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.